Blog Talk Radio. Oh, three days in a row of doing these, and finally, finally, I didn't jump in before the, before the buzzer. No. Hey, there she is. It's, uh, Rebecca Tripp, this is Tom Hayes. How are you, my guest host? How are you doing? I'm doing just fabulously. How are you? You sound, you sound right up front and clear and all of that. And Peppy, I'm getting ready to find Pat's contact so I can uh, give him a call as well. Um, beautiful oh, day here in Boston. Why don't you talk a little bit while I get things set for the phone call? Okay. Yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous out today. We had snow all day yesterday, and now it's um, up in the 40s. So interesting weather, interesting times we're living in. Everybody's uh, waiting to see how this next week unfolds. I'm sure it's going to be very interesting. But um being a light worker, I like to keep myself up in the higher levels of consciousness where it's all good. <laughs> it's yeah, not been easy. So, it, it, it hasn't been easy, has it? No, it's challenging times for everybody, but um, it's interesting times. And um, I just always expect the outcome to be good. I think, you know, planet Earth is shifting into a higher vibration we're all going to be more awake than we used to be um you know i was a silver ultramind trainer that's how i met you and i'm all about helping people figure out how they can reprogram their subconscious mind for a more positive experience while you're here on planet earth because i really believe that the imagination is the quantum field it's the god zone it's where we can rearrange things if we don't like what we're experiencing while we're here we can always shift our thought and um, create what we desire i love it you know and and i'm glad you let off with that because that'll be a good thing to discuss i'm calling pat now um we'll be just talking about creativity and imagination especially uh pat is one of these uh phenomenal comedians hello hey Hey, what's up great I'm I'm here. Good. Uh, well, I'd like to introduce you to Rebecca Tripp, uh, a gal that I've known for many years. She's a uh, spiritual healer, a teacher of the silver mind control method, and one of the people that I first uh, started to talk about outwitting the devil, uh, which also you are an advocate of. So say hi to Rebecca, and uh, we'll start our show. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. How you doing? Great, and I too. love that book. That book, Outwitting the Devil, is powerful. I did, I did a series of videos on the different chapters. I really dug into it. Life-changing yeah, book. It, it's a, yeah, it's an amazing book. It's a lot of things in it. I, I was reading that book. I'd read chapters and would pause and wait and, and just, like, reflect. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he didn't dare publish it back in the 30s when he wrote it. Um, you know, it, it only came out about 12 years ago, but everybody's ready for that kind of information now, I'm hoping. Oh, it's, ama- it's an amazing book. It's just, you get so much out of it, and it's, it's not surprising that they didn't publish it at the time, but, uh, yeah, I, I really love the book. Well, tell us, yeah. what it, tell us, Pat, what it did for you along your way here. Well, it helped me get through some... Um, 
personal challenges that I had to go through. Um, I was uh, having problems with my business, and um, just everything kind of collapsed at the same time. Um, literally was getting thrown out of my house and had no money, no credit, had nothing. Matter of fact, my truck broke, and I was walking the streets of Haverhill. A friend of mine called me up, and he said, w- what are you doing? I go, well, i got to walk and try to cash a check. And he said, what are you walking for? I says, uh, my truck's broken. He says, well, what are you going to do? I go, I, go, I don't know. i got to walk to the bank. I have no no, no, no options. And um, Tom had told me about this book. I read the book, and one of the things that really – blew my mind about the book was um, about kind of overcoming fear, kind of just trying to push it ahead of it. And um, because of it, I just uh, said that, that it's going to turn around. Things are going to turn around. Um, I end up going online, finding a job as a package handler at uh, FedEx. And I was working that part-time. I worked at a warehouse job. And I just worked nonstop um, and was able to um, – get myself out of the hole, get caught up on rent and back bills. And within a year, I got promoted to a management uh, position at FedEx, making a lot more money, and uh, just made a total career change. And a lot of it was because of that book, the concepts and ideals I learned in that book. Wow. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, Fear is the thing that holds us back, don't you think? I mean, you've experienced that. Absolutely. I always reflect on that book. Even like today, there'll be things um, that'll be on my mind and I'm like, don't worry about it. It's going to work itself out. It's part of life and not to fear and just do the work. And that's part of the thing in the book. It talks about just doing the work, the things you need to do and uh, you'll push through. And I think fear holds back so many people in lack of direction as well. So um, it's, it's helped me so much. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, Pat has told me, uh, Rebecca, one of the things we, we're having so much fun with this. We've had a couple of days of really, really up uh, stories. Uh, sometimes uh, Rebecca and I will fall into the trap of looking at the insanity that's going on in the world right now. And uh, uh, But the last few days, we've heard personal stories of, in spite of everything that's negative right now, people are doing exactly what you're doing. They're flipping their lives around. They're... Uh, financial situation, their emotional situation, uh, relationship-wise, everything else. Now, Pat, you uh, one of the things that is a thread through all of these um, we're finding is that people talk about miracles, and you've got a couple of great stories about things that have happened to you. Um, you know, just we want to let people know that what we're seeing on in the 3D world and uh, Rebecca and I talk about this all the time, the difference between a 3D world and a fifth dimensional world, where it's not simply height, width, and length or tangible things, but there is a, 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 a jump to the, to the spiritual side. In fact, that's one of the things that Rebecca does. She's a spiritual healer, and uh, you know she worked for the um, Christian Science Church, and of course she taught me silver mind control. So why don't you... Uh, I, I'm hoping you come up with the, if you don't, I'll, I'll jog your memory on, on a miracle you had with your vehicle. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, during when this was all happening, I had this old pickup truck that I was using for my business. And the truck, uh, the transmission started slipping on it. So I uh, went to my mechanic, and he took it for a ride. He took it back, and he says, the truck's gone. It needs a transmission. I said, what's that going to cost me? He's, he's going to be about $3,500. 
And I says, I don't have $3,500. He goes, well, just you have to get a new truck. I go, well, I can't get a new truck either. And um, he says, well, there's really nothing we can do. So what the truck would do is the truck would not go into overdrive. It, it would just kind of stay in third, you know, third gear. So on the highway, it would just be really revving. And I would kind of throw it in D or whatever, sometimes get it to work. Well, it wasn't working. It wasn't doing that anymore. I just would not leave third gear, and it would be impossible to drive it on the highway. And then it was going to just, I know it would completely die at any time. So I, I, I leave the mechanics. I get on the highway. Truck's doing the same thing it's doing. It's going, you know, revving out at 30 miles an hour. I try to throw it in overdrive. It won't go into overdrive. I did it three or four times. I finally pull over in the breakdown lane, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, having a nervous breakdown on my truck. I says, I don't know what to do. I go, I, I, I can't fix my truck. I can't fix the transmission. I have no money. I have no credit. If I don't have a truck, I can't make any money. I had no job at the time. I had nothing. I said, I have to, this truck has to keep going because I have to feed my girlfriend, my family. I, I don't know what to do. And I said, God, you, you got to help me. I don't know what to do. I, I, I just throw my hands up in this. I don't know what to do. And then I stopped and I turned the truck back on and I threw the truck in D, you know, and then I go on the highway and then the truck's revving out like normal. And then I said, let me see what happens. I throw it in overdrive. And the truck goes into overdrive. And the truck shifted perfectly. Matter of fact, the truck shifted perfectly for months after that. I never had a problem with the transmission again. So maybe it's a coincidence, but I don't know. I never heard of a transmission fixing itself. But for some reason at that moment, it worked fine. And I was able to, you know, get by with the truck working. So I told that story to Tom. yeah, it's just crazy, I, and I can't explain it. I, I went back to talk to my mechanic, told him the story. He said, I never heard of that in my life. And he drove the truck. He says, God, I'm telling you, that truck, that tranny was gone. And, he, and I said, drive it down. He said, it's shifting. There's no problem with it. And it seems to be all right. So I can't explain it. I love it. I love it. But, you know, that's what, it, when I teach the Silver Ultramind training, um, our our minds, our consciousness has an impact on machines. We can fix cars. We can fix computers. I've heard stor- many stories like this. But that's a and you surrendered. I love that because when you finally say, "I don't know what the solution is," and you really mean it, that's when the universe can come in and fix it. Yeah, that must yeah. have been for you because honestly, at that point, I was at wit's end. Yeah, you know, and uh, describe some more. One of the things that I, you know, you and I were talking last year when you were going through uh, hell. You you were literally going through hell. Uh, you were you had taken a job that required you to. I couldn't think of anything worse. Knock on doors, uh, people's homes, and in all kinds of weather, and especially in these days of people being paranoid, et cetera. It 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 it, it 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 got to the point where you were not only faced with that challenge, knocking up on doors in the middle of the day and to the evening hours, when people the last thing they want to do is be disturbed, and you were doing it in neighborhoods, and you had dogs chasing you, you had people calling the police, um, you and you just just held the course. I was so proud of you, you. You would go out 
And as painful as it was, you persevered because you, at the time you were telling me almost every single day, uh, I'm learning not to be afraid. Before, I would let the fear totally overcome me. But um, because of that book, I'm pushing through. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, well, I, when this time was happening, I was having problems with my business. A friend of mine uh, was working for a, a solar company. And he said he was making all kinds of money. And I had experienced, you know, cold calling before. So he recruited me for this company. And I went, you know, I went to the company, went there, and I talked to some people, and they were making all kinds of money. And I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for. I said, this is going to be great. I go, I can make, uh, you know, they were talking making, you know, five to $10,000 commission per sale. They said, oh, you should do a couple sales a month. I'm thinking, I'm going to make a six-figure income in no time. And I was flat broke. Matter of fact, my truck wasn't even registered. I was just driving it with expired tags, and I couldn't even put it on the road. So I said, well, this will be it. I could go, and I, if I could get one commission check alone, that'll get me out of the hole and get me going again, and I can make this money. And um, they put me in this town uh, called Topsfield, and they just had us knocking on doors, and I, it was every stereotype you've ever you know, heard about, you know, uh, people calling the police on me. I'd had the police. So I used to go register with the police to say I was there, and the police would come every day to check up to see who I was. And I got so frustrated one day. He stopped. The cop stopped me, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I go, "I do what I do every day. You stop me every day." He says, "Well, we we don't know who you are." I go, "You do know who I am. Nothing happens this town. You come here every day. You find me every day. Why do I register for this town?" I mean, it wasn't just I was I I, I felt like how minorities feel in the South during the, you know, the fifties, like getting stuck. I, I would drive down the street and a, and a cruiser would do a three point turn and pull me over. And it was like, besides dealing with all this other stuff was that. And I remember just talking to Tom about this and I'm like, Oh, uh, you know, I, it was just losing my mind with this stuff. But the book taught me to just keep, you know, persevering and just working. And, um, you know, I, I just did the best I could with it. Yeah, you know, and what did you, uh, it was funny because that organization did, uh, talked about a lot of the s similar things that we talk about that are supposed to be on a higher level, but um, you, you, you learned a couple of lessons that uh, concerning money, the promise of money, but you were doing something that didn't resonate with you. Well, what I learned, the lesson I learned from it is that you can't go through life and just, um, you know, just to do something for the sake of just the money because it's it's an empty feeling. Um, and I found that even though I needed the money and wanted the money, um, the the price to pay to get it, um, I was almost physically ill to go to work every day, almost to, to park my truck and to get out and to walk around and deal with people. And I, I just, I, I said, after a while, I, I quit the job. I go, I, I don't have any options. I don't know what to do, but I can't do this. I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. I cannot do it. And I said, even if I was to make the money, I, I don't want it. And that's when I went online and I ended up getting the job at FedEx. And again, I was working in a warehouse and I, it was nothing I anticipated ever doing, but it was like, it was guaranteed, you know, so much money per week. And I know I could, um, you know, get out of the hole with this, get caught up with my rent. And um, that's what I ended up doing. I ended up working. It's a great organization. And um, they, they, they've helped me a lot. And I ended up moving up the ladder. They actually asked me to go. One of the managers encouraged me to go for the promotion, which I got. 
So, um, you know, sometimes the, the, the disadvantages of things we go through in life lead us to somewhere else. And that's another thing I learned is just you don't really know where your life is going. You just need to do the work, and it's going to work itself out. Because if you said a year ago I'd be working where I'm working or doing what I'm doing, I would have said, no, there's no way I'll be doing that. So um, the book has helped me in, in measurable ways. Rebecca, mm-hmm. any comments about work and love of work and, and any of that? Well, I, I mean, when well, that, I, you teach the silver course, it's, you know, people are always looking for their purpose. But if you do what you love, that's really your purpose for the time being. Because you're not supposed to hate what you're doing and bring that bad energy into it. Because then you're miserable. So what good is it? But that's a beautiful lesson that you've learned is that you'd rather let it go than stick around and be feeling sick to your stomach. I, I, I agree with have that as read, well. You... Have you read the book? Have you ever read his other book, Thinking Grow Rich? Did you ever yes, read that I did. one I read too? That a long time ago, yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, it's a great a book. Too. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, you know, Pat, and it, talk, now that we've talked about money, what, can you, if you wish to, relate your story about at one point, not too long ago, just a few years ago, you were in a position where you had more money in your hand at any time that you would ever thought you would. And then what happened with that experience? Well, I find with, with that, um, I had some money I inherited, and, and I figured you know, I'm all set, and I just had it stashed away, you know. And um, I figured the security was in that. And little by little, without realizing it, the money goes quick. And, um, uh, w- and then when the money was gone, it's gone. And I realized that the, the security is not in money or something in itself. The, the security in your life is you, is your ability to work and your ability to overcome obstacles. And that's where the power is. And, um, it, the, and it was weird. When I had this money, I was never, on the surface, you would think I'd be um, confident. And, but I really wasn't because I was always dwelling on it. And I'd say, what, what happens when I lose this money? What if I spend all this money? And if that's where actually what what happened. It it you just it you you what what you fear does happen, and the power isn't in the money itself. The power in your life is 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 what you what you can do, and your 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 way of overcoming fear and obstacles and your ability to work. And that's 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 where the security is. It's it's security in yourself, not in things you get. Rebecca, great message. That great message. I mean, so many people feel really down on their luck right now and, you know, fearful of their future because of the way the world is going. But you're a beautiful example of how you can just rise above it, overcome it. And, you know, it's always, you're such an example of someone that's learned when you go into that higher realm of consciousness, that's where you get the solutions and you take action. Wow. You're doing it all. That's incredible. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, thank you. That's yeah, and it got really ugly there, didn't it, Pat? I mean, there were days when I was starting to doubt whether you were going to come out of it. Yeah, well, I think it was the days when you're in eviction court and you're standing in front of a judge and uh, you're getting thrown out of your house. That's uh, it. Actually, was the weirdest thing. I was in the verge of getting evicted, and the reason I didn't get evicted was the judge before that that I had met with made a mistake on the on my. Um, on my agreement and it was I had paid some money toward my back rent 
and she had said, well, you can't evict him. He's paying. But um, I made a new arrangement with that judge, and because of it, I was able to do it. And I, I literally, was I was getting thrown out. It was winter time, and I was going to be 14 days in the street without any backup plan or no money or no place to live or nothing. I just had – I was going to be homeless, like literally living under a bridge. And uh, when I when that when I was in court, when I realized that that judge, the other judge made a typical little typographical error. I'm like, that's. Oh. Are you there? Yeah, I lost. Just said I must was off the queue. But um, again, it went back to like, um, I, I, that doesn't usually happen. So I knew that the higher force was going to lead me out of this out of this problem. That's amazing. And then also one of the epiphanies you had one day in walking uh, and you, I think you met some woman who was also walking an elderly woman and what you learned from that experience. Well, one thing I learned from that is, um, you know, when you, when you, when you really lose pretty much everything and, you know, just people have lost a lot more than I have, but I mean, when, when you are at the bottom, there's only one place to go is, is, is up. And I met a person one day who was walking, and uh, just I started just talking to this woman, and, and and she was pretty upbeat about life and talking about things. And I'm saying to myself, you know, um, no matter what happens, it's your attitude, and you know where where, where it's going to lead you. And uh, again, when you're at the bottom, there's only one place to go is back up, and most people have to know that, and you can get yourself out of anything. Well, you also talked about how you saw all everything all the adversities that happened to you you saw them as uh if if they hadn't happened to you if you hadn't been a physician you started to appreciate life in a way that you never did oh absolutely it's like when you when you go broke and the littlest things you took for granted um you appreciate it could be anything and 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 also the big the, the things that used to bother me don't bother me anymore you know, and I'm not, uh, I'm supportive of my friends and people I know. I'm not judgmental on what they do. Uh, um, get into the catty stuff that people get into, especially with going on social media and things like that. Like, that stuff doesn't matter. What matters is is uh, your family and people around you and the people that, that you love and um, to do things with them and, and everything else. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't matter. You, everyone has to focus on, you know, making their own life better and, and helping other people. And I find... Also, when you help other people, it always comes back to you. So, <laughs> go ahead, Rebecca. I'll let you pick up on that. Well, I'm I'm curious now. When you reach these terrible bottoming out situations, what was it that got you through getting rid of the fear? Is it your belief that there's a higher power that would take care of things for you? Um, that book specifically. Outwitting the devil? Uh, did you turn to that every time, or was there anything specific that you would do that would get you out of that fearful state? Uh, kind of what I learned from that is just to um, figure out what you need to do, step and eliminate a lot of the nonsense in your life and a lot of the fear. And what happens if this happens? Whatever you have to say, I need to do this today. I'm going to work toward this. It doesn't seem like it might not work, but this is working toward getting me out of this hole or, or through this challenge. And you keep keep your nose down and do it. 
and mm. just keep working at it. And after a while, little by little, these little obstacles that were in your way start being start overcoming, which gives you a confidence in yourself that you can that you can survive in this. And if you said, Well, if I could go this far now, I could go this much farther down the road. And you, you just keep working at it. And I just I just I just think unfortunately a lot of people don't have any direction and they're kinda of getting a fetal position and they just give up. And you can't. You gotta just kinda of forge ahead. And I've I've been fortunate in my life. I got friends and uh close people that I can that I can vent off of and um and you know that's 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 what that's what it's about. Yeah, even if you take baby steps, because a lot of people have a vision of this fabulous life they want to live, but to get there, you have to take a lot of baby steps and do what's the next next best thing in order to get yourself to that dream life, and that's how you reach it. It sounds like that's what you figured out. Yeah, and that's you know, a, that's a good point you brought up too. A lot, a lot of people have it a, 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 a thought in their head of what if they accomplish their goal, that's when they'll be happy. What they don't realize is even right. if you would accomplish this goal you have, it's not necessarily that life or whatever is not what you think it really is. And you need to be happy every day. You need to work to make yourself happy every day because we have today. We don't know what we have in the future, and just you, we have to sit back. A lot of people have blessings and they take it for granted. Even your health to get up. And, I mean, I, I was at the low point. And go, I have nothing. Go, Wait a minute. I can walk. I can see. I can hear. Um, I'm not sick. That's what I said. I have my health. I mean, so let's let's see what I have. And that's what I have. And um, just that's what you need to do. There's too many people dwelling on money and goals and things that they yeah. think they should have in that way. But just try to make yourself happy. You're a glass half full guy. You're not. You're not the glass half empty person at all. That's great. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, uh, that's that's. Hey, Pat, why don't you talk about? You know, we've been. Uh, we're all fans of uh, Joe Rogan and listen to his podcast. And uh, you talked about the, who was the comedian, the Kevin, um, uh, that you listened to. Oh, Kevin Hart. I, I listened to Kevin Hart, and um, you know. Uh, it's funny about being a comedian is like sometimes we're not, you know, we're kind of, we're not, ah, whatever, he's okay. But I, I listened to Kevin Hart um, and I was very inspired by him. I'm a big fan of his now. He was on the podcast and he was talking about ways of him changing his life. And I think he read the book and just didn't admit to it. But he was talking about ideas of of overcoming fear and all the things that we talk about. And I'm like, I, I said to Tom, I go, he read this book, but he just ain't saying it. And, um, and it, it just, uh, I was so inspired by it. And also I learned too is by, I listened to podcasts. I listened to things that are positive, uh, inspirational. I listened to people that are successful and they all have the same common denominator. They, they, they work through adversity and they got their way through it. And, um, and I think your brain is like everything else. If you take in positive energy and positive uh, things from other people, then you get better. If you dwell on negativity and gossip and mm-hmm. things that don't help your life, that's what happens. Well, you know, and another so I thing to, I like I try to plug my brain with that. He points out in that book that adversity is natural. And he had so much, Napoleon Hill, but that was what kept him going, overcoming the adversity. And that's what you've been doing. You just keep overcoming them, which is great. Very inspiring. 
Well, if you listen to anybody that's successful, that's what they talk about, is that the story is, is a person overcoming adversity. People, I, I've, even my own experience with business, the people I met that started a business from scratch, from nothing, and they um, became uh, very successful are the most humblest, nicest people ever. I remember working and they go like, you're knocking doors for a living? I give you credit. I'm going to buy something from you because you, you work hard. You look like a, a hardworking guy. I, I started out like you. I did like you. And those people, are, are um, they remember. And um, mm. we always see somebody successful. We, thought they, we think they always were like that. And we don't realize that they started probably from the same place we did. Right. Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, this, again, we've had a wonderful week. Uh, you're the third interview this week, and uh, again, it, it the there's a recurring theme of these bounce back stories, and you just hit on one a little. It, it's and you, I think you've mentioned this with Kevin Hart that, uh, and we heard Will Smith talk about this. He said, even though Will Smith achieved the status of being um, a premier. Uh, actor world on the world stage uh, he found out and all the hard work he did that when he got it and Jim Carrey talks about this a lot uh, it wasn't enough it wasn't the answer being being having wealth and fame wasn't the answer and Will Smith said the uh, it all started the happiness for him started when he started to do things for others and you just mentioned that about helping others Oh, absolutely. It's, that's what you find. I mean, when you, uh, when you, you know, when, when you go to a food bank and you need to get food, um, it humbles you. And then you, you no longer look at people as winners and losers. Or go, you know, one time I'd be like, well, that guy's a loser. Why he has to go get food at a food bank? When, when I'm in there, food bank, that you just start talking to their people. And sometimes you talk to these people. They've had things happen in their life that they didn't anticipate, and they're there, and they're hopefully going to get out of it so you know you learn empathy and things like that so um you know it's just the journey's always up and down we just have to keep forging ahead yeah how do you see how do you picture your future now with all of these tools you have um i i don't really i i i don't really know i just i just well the tools i've learned i've learned how to overcome problems and i'm kind of kind of going one thing i learned about the book is kind of you don't really know where you're going, you have a predetermined destination and just go along for the ride and see what's happened and that's really where I'm going and I remember talk, I've talked to you, Tom, about this I said, you know, if next year you said I'm uh, fishing in Alaska I, 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 I'd say maybe, I don't know I don't, we don't know where we're going to be in a year I don't know, but um, it's, it's just interesting and um, I'm, I'm just, I just, just do what I learned and just keep uh, Go forge ahead, keep going ahead. Well, you know, you have, you've really come back to, uh, you're doing great about living in the now and just all the appreciation. Rebecca, you want to pick up on that? Oh, yeah. And, um, well, isn't that what all the mystics talk about? When you live in the now, you're not worried about your future anymore and you're not distressing yourself over your past because all you have is now. And that's why miracles can happen because it's like opening up a vortex. You're open to all the good stuff that can come your way because you're not blocking it. We block it when we start worrying. And, and, you know, you talked about fear. I think that's one of the biggest uh, detriments 
to living a successful life and manifesting when you get caught up in fear. And we live in a time right now more than ever where I think people need tools to overcome their fear. That's why I would recommend that book, Outwitting the Devil, to everybody. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time about that book. I'm like, I, 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 I just constantly say, you got to read this book. I read this book. Um, again, like I read chapters and I would stop and reflect on what I just read. It would just blow my mind. Uh, we talked about religion. We talked about um, education and, and all these different things on how different. And, and I just, uh, it, it, it's just, it's just, it's just a great book. And um, really they should be is. teaching in schools. Yeah. I mean, the tools you learn in there are just. It definitely would help young people. Well, he even said that. He said his desire was that no one should graduate from high school without having read this book. But I don't think it's on their book list. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think they'll be putting that on the book list. It's talking about attacking uh, how yeah. education holds people back. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, – You know, Pat, one of the things that you just touched on a little bit uh, and we've seen all week is that uh, people decide they have to leave people behind because they're they're not charging their batteries, they're draining them. Um, And you've made that shift recently yourself. Oh, yeah, I've I've had friends that we've been friends for years and years, and I just, it's not that I'm saying I don't want to talk to them anymore, but I used to... I used to talk to them every day, and and when I I finally realized that what it would become would be their their way of uh, putting me down or making me feel bad about themselves, so they make themselves feel better. And I feel I, I realize now that I don't really need it in my life, so I just just have limited time, and I have time I need to focus on my own, you know, my own journey, and I don't have time for these people. Mm. Uh, Rebecca. And- we, heard, we did hear that from someone else this week, didn't we? Um, yeah. You know, toxic people um, really can negatively impact us if we let them. And um, sometimes you just have to say, I don't think I want to be in their presence anymore, limit it, like you said, because it can be detrimental to our progress. Pat, anything you oh, want to Oh, yeah, a lot say? of times we... Go ahead. Well, just uh, yeah, just to add to that, kind of like you know, sometimes we, we get caught up in that trap because oh, they're my family, they're my friends, and you know, we should have, I should understand them. And after a while, it's like, look, I'm not on the planet to fix everybody that doesn't want to be fixed. If someone wants my help or saying, hey, I, you know, you think you think I'm being kind of out of line, but these people never seem to do that. So I just kind of just kind of leave them aside, mm-hmm. and I find it uh, I'm happier. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. are. And, uh, you and you're to... right. It's not our job to fix anyone. Everyone's on their own journey, really, and has free will. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Pat, you know, we're, uh, we haven't talked about this, but you've done comedy as, uh, almost as long as I have. Um, you know, how, do you, how does your sense of humor help you through all of this? Well, it's funny. I mean, I, it's, it's, it was a strange situation that if you said a year ago, well, you know, I've, I've done comedy, probably done two, three shows a week consistently for 25 years now. And if you said in a year from now, well, there's going to be a epidemic and there's going to be no comedy, I would say you're crazy. But um, it was really weird. And it just, it stopped as of like March 18th. 
and I was able. There's, there's been a couple of shows here and there, but it just kind of stopped. And uh, uh, and some of the some of the craziness of the business gave gave me time to reflect on it and step back a little bit. And just um, I I still do it. I still want to do comedy, but it's not. Uh, uh, I, I have other things I'm trying to do as well. At one time, it's all I really wanted to do. And now I'm finding uh, there's other things I want to do as well as comedy, but it's not the, you know, top thing because frankly it just kind of shut down, and we're and we're not in control of it. So. Um, and you. But that's, and the, uh, the other day when we spoke, you talked about your uh, appreciation of, even though you know uh, you didn't become a, a, a national comedian or a major headliner, you were just along the way you were just so grateful of the places you were, were able to go and the stages you were able to go on. You went out to Hollywood, you went to New York, and you got to hang around those places where the, the stars were. And you were in the same club, but on using the same stage, talking to the same audiences, and you were just simply appreciative of that fact. Well, exactly. I mean, I, I remember watching, I was always a fan of comedy, and I watched you know, comics playing certain clubs in New York. And it goes back to, like, we, 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 work a, we work a journey. We're doing something. We don't even realize it. And one day I was in New York City, and I just stopped and looked around the room, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm on the same stage as Eddie Murphy. I'm on the same stage as Richard Pryor. I'm here. I mean, there were pictures on the wall. I'm, I'm on this club. And um, it was uh, like a dream come true. I mean, whether I, I said at this point, uh, when I was playing the Laugh Factory in a comedy store in L.A., and you see these famous people, Howie Mandel walks in the door to do a guest spot. He goes on before me. I do my spot. He goes up to me, hey, great job. He walks out. I, I, I said, that's it. I've arrived. This is it. I've, I've, anything above this is great. I've accomplished my dream. I have done did what I always wanted to do. You know, the uh, uh, Rebecca and I talk about this all the time, how um, – <laughs> it's almost again when we start to connect with the higher self and source you realize and i mentioned this yesterday in the interview i did about the golden thread that somehow do you ever get the feeling that you were destined to do that that there, there was really no choice about that that um that was in for you to really express yourself as a as who you are that you went that way Oh yeah, I definitely felt that way. I was something when I first got into comedy. It was a, a friend of mine. We were talking one day out of the blue, and he just said, um, "We were just talking ideals." He goes, "But what would you want to do if you could do anything?" I thought I'd like to be a movie star. He goes, "Well, yeah, what else?" He goes, "Well, I'd, I'd like to be a comedian. I think I'd be fun." He goes, "You'd be a great comedian," and I said, "I go, I wonder how how do you become a comedian?" He goes, "I don't know." I go, I bet you have to go to, like, these open mic rooms, I would guess. And he goes, yeah, we're having this conference. Neither one of us are in show business, know anything about it. We don't know any comedians, know nothing about it. And I looked in the phone book at the time. That's how long ago this was. And I saw an open mic show, uh, Dick Dory's comedy uh, shows. It was in um, Boston. So I called the number on the phone, and I said, I'd like, I'd like to come on and, and uh, perform in, a, like, an amateur show, whatever you call it. And they said, okay, well, come in and um, – you know, they said, bring two people, and they gave me a date. And I just sat, and I and I didn't, so I made the commitment, and then I'm like, what do I do now? So I sat and wrote some things that I had, you know, what I thought would be funny. And I had every, everything written on cue cards, and I brought two people with me. 
and I'm reading the cue cards on stage in front of these people. I, I've never been so nervous in my life. And it was about 15 people in the crowd. And, and these two comedians went up to me after, and they said, hey, you did pretty well. They go, uh, what are you doing Tuesday night? I said, I don't know. He said, well, I got a show in, in Boston in Huntington Ave called Maxwell Jumps. You want to come do a spot? I'm like, yeah. And I thought, like, that's it. I was like a prodigy. You know, I didn't, and then I showed up there. There was like 12 people there. And that was the start of my comedy career. I would do all these open mic shows and just, I loved it. It was amazing. So uh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, you know, again, Rebecca, you want to make a comment? Well, it sounds like you've been living a pretty amazing life. I love it. I mean, you know, you've had your ups and downs, but the lessons you're learning are phenomenal. <laughs> it's incredible. And that's that's what life is all about. Here we are in this classroom called Planet Earth. We're here to learn. And, um, yeah, you're very inspiring. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's just it's funny. That's all. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You were saying something. Go ahead. No, I, um, I, I was just sitting here with the biggest grin because I don't think I was – ever involved with somebody we were talking every single day i know i was trying to help you in your business well here let's let's talk about this you when your business which is you know um delivering Mm -hmm. food to people um quality foods foods that they can't purchase in the normal uh grocery store talk about your passion for that well, that I got involved in this uh, food business. It was probably 20 years ago. I was working in the computer business back then, and I hated it. And I found this ad in the, in the phone book and uh, went in, a company uh, called Horizon Foods. I went in there, and I met the guy running the place, and he reminded me of, like this big coach. He was a funny guy, and he recruited me. And what they would do is they'd give us a truck, and they would have all this, you know, steaks and chicken and seafood, all these things. And we would go through neighborhoods, and it, 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 they taught us how to cold call with food and all these different crazy stuff we would do. I would walk into a hair salon, and there'd be women, you know, getting their hair done and all this, and I would just say, hey, you like good food? And they'd go, what? they go, I'll be right back. And I'd walk in with four or five boxes of food, and they go, what are, what are you doing? i go, no, I want to show you what I got. And they're like, this is the hair salon. No, no, this is great. And I would put stuff. There'd be a woman getting her hair done. I'd put the food in boxes next to the chair. And I would start doing an impromptu uh, presentation of what I was doing. I'd go, this is, these are fillets, they're triple trim, they're this, that. And, and they would start watching me. And then they would do it. i go, no, you do your hair. Just watch. Just listen. You know, and I would do it. And I'd put the boxes out. And they would go, what's that, what's that shrimp? And i go, yeah, it's shrimp. And, and they and they start talking. They go, what? what so can we combine an order? Yeah, why don't you all, what do you like? Why don't you all get a box each, and I'll give you a group to get this count. And I would make, make a sale. And it was, um, I did that, and um, the company ended up uh, closing up many years later, and I went on my own. And uh, it was always a grind to get people to, you know, even the repeats to be buy. They go, oh, we just went to the store, we're all set. Well, then COVID hit. And I had a part-time job besides a FedEx job, which I absolutely hated. 
And it got so bad, I just said to the guy I work for, I go, I can't do this anymore. I, I, you just, what are you going to do for money? I don't care. I, I can't do this. I can't work with you. You're not. I can't do this. And the phone rang, and three people that haven't bought in over a year placed an order for food. It was more money. It was uh, two weeks' worth of, of pay, of commission. that made. So I said, they replaced that job I just left. And when COVID hit, people were calling me that haven't bought in a year, two years. They're like, are you still in the food business? Yeah, we need some food. And I was getting orders left and right out of nowhere. So, again, it went wow. back to, like, when I surrendered that other job, which I had no backup plan, I just said, I can't do this anymore. And the phone rang when I left the building. Like, I'm driving up the street, my phone rang, and then people haven't bought over yet. And they're like, I need uh, shrimp, I need salmon, I need some steak. And, and then the phone rang again in another order. It was like 10, 15 bucks of food. It was like two weeks' pay um, off the bat. Just replace that job. I, and I well, couldn't explain that. Well, you know, and again, yeah. I, sitting on the sidelines as a coach, this would happen every single time. Just as in a situation you mentioned about the uh, the, the transmission. Every single time that we, and one of the things that uh, Rebecca and I talk about every single day, that this whole crisis that we're in uh, is everybody's sooner is everybody's dark night of the soul. Every where everything is lost, and out of that, there's this there's this theme that you know, like the phoenix, you rise, you know, you come up out of the ashes, and you would call me and go, yeah. you won't believe it, you know, uh, here I got nothing. And this just happened. And, you know, we followed a, a gentleman, I forget his name right now, who would made the statement. He says, if you live a life of dedicated to peace, love, and joy, the phone will ring. And how many times has the phone rang for you? Oh, it's happened many times. Every time I had my truck. Did we lose you? And, uh, okay. yeah, I'm right here. At a time when my, my truck needed tires and the cords were coming through the tires and my buddy was at the house and he goes, Pat, what's up with your truck? I go, well, I put some man inside. He goes, you're like, just look at it. You can't drive this truck. I go, no, I have to. I have to. I'm going to go make a sale. He goes, you can't drive the tire. I go, I have to go make a sale. So I went and the, the sale I made was able to buy the, the truck tires. I mean, I, you're just like, I, I literally lived like that for the longest time, but I just forged ahead. Like I said, I have to do this. And, um, and I went to their house. I didn't have a sale lined up. I just had a feeling that they would buy food. I just, like some, their, their name went into my head and it said, go see this woman. And I pulled up and then opened the door and they said, I, Pat, this is the weirdest stuff. I was just thinking of you. And I was about to call you. And they ordered a big order. That happens to me all the time. That's not even uncommon. All the time. Rebecca, I'll, Rebecca, I'll let you comment on that one. You know, a lot of people refer to it as the Holy Spirit. Um, your intuition. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there's an expression, adversity is God's opportunity. And I'm thinking, too, about how Napoleon Hill wrote his books during the time of the Great Depression. And they've been bestsellers, you know, ever since they came out. So when you plug into that higher vibration of there's always a solution, 
you get the answers. And you are living proof of that. I love your stories. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it, it just it, 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 so many people just worry about worrying, and worrying never gets you anywhere. And it says in the book, worrying will not. It says in the Bible. It says everywhere. You just it will not help you in any way to dwell and worry. No. Just do the work. Beautiful. Yeah, it takes away your energy. You need all the energy you can muster by being positive and optimistic and expecting good things to happen like you do. So, Pat, just uh, I will close this out here in a little bit, but uh, uh, do you believe in a, in a higher power? Do you believe in a higher source? Do you believe you're being guided? Do you do you trust that? Oh, absolutely. There's definitely a, a higher force that's, that's uh, navigating where we're supposed to go. And, again, we don't we never know exactly. That's why I always leave myself open to see uh, my, my life's going in this direction, but I never know where it's going to go after that uh, But because we don't know. And sometimes we, you know, 10 years ago I had different goals, and 20 years before that we had, diff- had different goals, and the higher force went, no, no, you're not going there. We You're going here. This we got plans. And, and I, I tend to, I think, Time when the time when our time is up, I think that's when it all makes sense. That's when it's like a movie. I think your life's a movie, mm-hmm. and you're in certain parts of the movie. And at the end, it's like when you watch it, when you watch a movie at the beginning, you don't understand. At the end of the movie, you're like, oh, now it all ties together. <laughs> and I think that's what our lives are. That's your, I'll give that one over to you, Rebecca. I think that I think you've got it. I mean, that's a great description. And I, I mean, you hear so many people that have those near-death experiences, and that's how they describe it, too. And um, we're not here for very long, but the more we can just enjoy the movie, the better off we are. Yeah. On that, this, this uh, is true. anything else you got to say? I think we can close this. This has been a great, another great one. You know, uh, uh, again, it's so easy to get focused on what the media wants to feed us. And um, the the last three days, uh, I'm finding that these things will really resonate. Don't you, uh, Rebecca? These are great, great programs. Oh, absolutely. People need to hear stories like this right now. I mean, they need them more than ever because there's an awful lot of sad people out there. All you're going to do is take a look at Facebook or something and see how stressed out they are. Yeah, and and here with all the people that we've talked to, um, it's it's there's this recurring theme of the adversity of being against it of despair, uh, and from that comes some miracle somewhere, and uh, they 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 follow the principles, and that's the thing. And what I like about this is it's not just you and I sitting on a program theorizing and you know referring to books and you know recounting from our experiences, and people can say, oh wow, but we're we're just finding people like, you know, Pat and then, and then the other individuals we talked to this week that come out and, and give us real case studies so that, you know, this is, it, uh, Pat, I, you know, of all of the, well, one of the people we heard from this week was, I think, in easily the same uh, dire straits that you were. Um, and it's just phenomenal when people, the shift that people start to see when they just, start to implement a few of the uh, simple things like shifting who they hang around with, shifting their attitude. And then all of a sudden there's a gateway and um, the universe, your source, whatever, God 
comes along and goes, oh yeah, okay, now you've, uh, you, Rebecca, you just said it. You, uh, you're not blocked anymore. When you're not blocked, you you create the flow, the flow that's already always been there. Now has a chance. It's like that log jam. The log jam's gone, and now the river stops flowing. Right, surrendering, you know, and allowing it to happen. And and you you're a beautiful example of that. Great. Well, I, I think, too, it's, it's funny. We, we talk about our bodies and everybody's focusing on, you know, nutrition, what you, what you eat and how important that is. If you eat good food, you get good results, you get good health. We never talk about our brain. And if, you, if, if your brain is ingesting good information and things that are helpful and you're around positive people and doing positive things to help your life, that's what's going to enrich your brain. If it's full of watching negativity on the news and the what's crazy that's going on in politics and wars and phantom that if you constantly ingest that in your brain, how's that going to help you? It's not. So right. that's another thing too. Just making sure you, you're, you're trying to, you set a goal for yourself and how you're trying to help your life. And, and, and I, what helps me is by what, by listening to people that are successful people that said, I know exactly what we've gone through. I've gone through, I've been down here, but I've done, I do this, I do that. And this is how I live my life. And if I try to just uh, emulate some of the principles that they do in my own life, and I find it works. Well, I got. I I have one question. Are you happy? I mean, I'm very happy. Yeah, I'm happy because uh, um, I, I got I got I got a lot of blessings in my life. I got my my girlfriend with me. Her family. They treat me. I'm I'm part of their family. As a matter of fact, we're all in my house right now. And um, and I see what's important. You know, making their lives happy trying to if i can help those kids have a better life because that's what i'm here for you know how to try to help them and and then it goes to the next generation goes from there and that's that's what that's that's what gets me going beautiful that's all i have right. you got anything else no i think you're it's a wonderful message i can't wait to listen to it again and you're very inspiring i love it pat you got well, anything thank you right off with go ahead no, I just want to thank you for calling me, and thank you, Rebecca, for meeting you. And um, uh, this is fantastic, and I, I love what you're doing, Tom. You know, uh, trying to get people to spread the word on how their life gets better, and it's going to help a lot of people. I think it make it a big impact. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on, and thanks for being a friend. And uh, you're a case study. I mean, I just walked you every day. I felt like that. Uh, I felt like Belichick watching Tom Brady in a tough game, and just saying, "You're going to do this." Pat, you know, and uh, and when you see your word, you know, uh, we talked about the fact that you can't save everybody, but every once in a while you meet a lot. I have so many people that come back to me in life and say, thank you for changing my life. And I tell them, no, 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 you, you don't understand. I tell this to everybody, every chance I can. And, you know, like, like Jesus said in the Bible, you know, you throw the seed out and some of it ends on a rock, you know, and some of it ends on thorns. And then some of it ends on a barren land on sand, but then every once in a while, one or two seeds will fall on fertile ground. And so you have to thank, I appreciate the thanks, but you have to thank yourself for being the one that stopped and listened, digested it, and then went to work. Well, it's funny, like we were talking about that. I mean, I noticed in your own life, you you, you had the same experiences where you year and a half ago, your life was going in a different direction. 
and then you end up being this great gal and it changed your life. You have a totally different life that you had no idea um, you would be experiencing right now. You've probably never been happier. And um, same with you. You surrendered. You met this girl like by, by accident almost. She just happened to come upon your life. Exactly. Um, so you're, you're right. You live it as well. As staying open. All right. I, I think we can end it. If anybody's got any last words, go ahead. No, that was wonderful. Thank you, and I loved meeting you. Can't wait to listen to it again. Thank you. Thank, right, thank you as well. I appreciate you stopping for me. All right. Keep up the good work, and have a great day. Thanks, everyone. All Thanks right. See listening. you guys later. Thank you. Right. Thanks for listening. I hope that you're having as much fun as we are with these. I've known in the past couple of days it's made a huge shift in my life. But, um, Rebecca, how about you? Oh, absolutely. I love meeting people that are turning their lives around in miraculous ways. Yeah. The supernatural is natural. We're proving it. Exactly. And boy, we, uh, you know, the two words that keep seem to be keep coming up is being grateful and uh, not feeling like a victim. And boy, folks, (laughs) first of all, if you're listening to this, you've got to somehow you're attracted to the messages that we're hearing here. And uh, yeah, don't fall into that temptation where a lot of people say it's just, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't know. I just, maybe someday I'll write a book about, I think the all of this is appreciate because the more I appreciate it, the more great things I seem to get. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. It's, it's called being in the flow. When you're in the flow, you just keep it going. And um, if you reach a roadblock, you learn how to redirect yourself. And listen. It's all about listening, too. Well, like, you know, uh, Pat didn't cut his phone off, so we're hearing his truck. <laughs> and he's yeah. So, anyway, thanks again, uh, folks, and uh, tune in for our next podcast. All right, good day. Great. All right, thanks, Bob. Thanks, Rebecca. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.